Welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, November 8th, and we have completed week 44 of 2021. As a reminder, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. UK time, we invite you to listen in on Clubhouse where we discuss the headlines of this podcast with a panel of travel industry insiders and sideliners. You're welcome to share a news headline that you would like to talk about and we will add it to the discussion. For more details on this session and how to get a Clubhouse invite, check out businesstravel360.com slash clubhouse. Now, let's get to the headlines. Anyone planning to travel internationally this week better be expecting busier airports and border crossings. Airlines and U.S. Customs and Border Protection expect a spike in travel starting this week, the day the U.S. reopens to foreign visitors from dozens of countries and U.S. land borders with Canada and Mexico reopen to non-essential travel. It's going to be a little bit sloppy at first, according to Delta CEO Ed Bastian. The lines will be long, unfortunately. The flights will be fairly full. Airlines are prepping for a big increase in travelers eager to vacation in the U.S. or reunite with loved ones. Many of Virgin Atlantic's U.S.-bound flights on Monday, including its first flight to the U.S. that day from London to New York, are sold out. United Airlines expects more than 30,000 people to fly into the United States that day. Travelers can expect bottlenecks at the airports under strict entry rules. J.P. Morgan and Chase made headlines after the company specified in a memo that unvaccinated employees will be banned from business travel. Other companies are laying out similar rules, but it's up to the travel managers to make it happen. U.S. companies of all sizes in recent months have wrestled with developing policies governing their employees' return to their offices and normal work procedures. Senior executives and corporate boards have debated mandating COVID-19 vaccines for all employees, requiring regular tests for the unvaccinated, and limiting in-person office attendance to the vaccinated. Some U.S. companies, including J.P. Morgan and Chase, have hit on another option, allowing only vaccinated employees to travel for business. The financial services company, one of the largest U.S. spenders on corporate travel, also has restricted meeting attendance to the vaccinated. J.P. Morgan isn't alone. About 18% of respondents in the July GBTA poll of member travel buyers and procurement executives indicated that their companies will require a vaccine before traveling for company business, and 40% of such respondents to another GBTA poll indicated that companies would limit business travel and or meeting clients face-to-face to the vaccinated. Business travel spend is expected to reach two-thirds of pre-pandemic levels by the end of 2022, with the Middle East and APAC spearheading the recovery. The findings form part of a new report from the World Travel and Tourism Council and McKinsey and Company. The report anticipates an increase in business travel spend of 26% in 2021 and a further rise of 34% in 2022, following a 61% collapse in 2020. Recovery in Europe is expected to be slower, with 36% growth this year and 28% in 2022. The report emphasizes the continuing importance of business travel and the spend it generates for the global economic growth. The WTTC says that in 2019, most major companies depended on business travel for 20% of their tourism, 75% to 85% of which was domestic. And finally, a shootout between rival gang members at the Ritzy Cancun Resort has left four Americans hurt. 
Rival drug gangs engaged in a Thursday gunfight on the beach outside Azul Beach Resort and the Hyatt Ziva Riviera, about 40 minutes from Cancun. The gunfire sent tourists at the Hyatt diving for cover and barricading themselves in the hotel room. Two men presumed to be drug dealers died on the attack, one on the beach and the other one inside the hotel. About 15 people arrived on the beach to assassinate two men who had showed up saying that they were the new drug dealers for the area. Now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. Air Canada has partnered with Canadian healthcare provider Switch Health to make a self-administered COVID-19 testing option available to travelers on the airline. Air Canada Aeroplan members currently have access to limited quantities of the Switch Health RT Lamp test kit for which Air Canada is the launch partner. Travelers can take the kit with them when they travel abroad and use for the test required to return into Canada. The kit includes virtual supervision by a Switch Health professional. Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt this morning confirmed that 80% of Australians aged 16 and over are now fully vaccinated against COVID-19. According to the National Cabinet Plan, the achievement will allow a significant easing of restrictions and border closures that have devastated Australia's tourism, travel, cruising and business event sectors since the start of the pandemic. Phase C of the National Plan, which was activated by the 80% vaccination rate, stipulates a range of measures including exempting vaccinated residents from all domestic restrictions, the abolition of caps on returning vaccinated Australians, allowing increased capped entries of student, economic and humanitarian visa holders, and lifting of all restrictions on outbound travel for vaccinated Australians, and the introduction of further travel bubbles to new candidate countries. Greg Hunt also announced that 89.2% of the population has received their first dose. American Airlines pilots and employees will have a temporary reprieve on the COVID-19 vaccination deadline. CNBC reports the airline will push back the vaccine mandate to January 4th, 2022, based on a change handed down from the White House. American Airlines' move comes after the Biden administration announced that they will push back the deadline for federal contractors by 27 days. The change in deadline gives companies holding federal contracts more time to ensure their workers are fully prepared for the changes. Foreign tourists fully vaccinated against COVID-19 with Covaxin have been given the green light to enter the United States starting November 8th. The Centers for Disease Control said the vaccine will be added to a list of acceptable vaccines for foreign travelers Wednesday after the WHO granted Covaxin emergency use listing. The last-minute addition comes less than one week before the U.S. launches its new travel system, which grants entry to foreign travelers who have received a vaccine that has been approved for emergency use by the FDA or WHO. And finally, the UK government has removed the seven remaining countries from its travel red list, meaning quarantine requirements have been lifted for vaccinated visitors. Starting Monday, November 1st, the remaining countries will be removed from the red list, though the red list and its accompanying hotel quarantine policy will remain in place in the event of new variants of the coronavirus emerging in foreign countries. The government said it will review the policy every three weeks and impose restrictions should there be any need to do so to protect public health. The government cut the red list to seven countries beginning in October following a simplification of its traffic light system, which only saw the red list remain. Twenty twenty one will be filled with news of mergers and new partnerships. JetBlue has expanded code sharing with Iceland Air to seven European destinations. Iceland Air is now using JetBlue's codes on its routes to various cities in Europe. This fall, JetBlue started its own first transatlantic service to London, and the expanded code sharing provides customers with even more choice for travel across the Atlantic. 
Alaska Airlines is expanding its code share with British Airways to cover additional 16 markets in Alaska's network from its Seattle, San Francisco, and Los Angeles hubs. The two airlines have already been partnered for several years and this year have become alliance mates when Alaska Airlines joined the One World Alliance. Alaska has also launched a new code share agreement with British Airways, sister company Iberia in recent weeks, and has launched a partnership with Qatar Airways as well. Since joining One World, Alaska Airlines has added a total of 188 new code share routes with its various partners an increase of 39% compared to the previously available code share routes. United Airlines has confirmed that it's ending its long-standing relationship with Hertz. United Airlines is now partnering with Avis Budget Group to offer new benefits for travelers. To start, the partnership includes accelerated mileage earning rates for those who complete rentals with Avis and Budget. United Airlines Mileage Plus Elite members will receive bonus miles if they credit their Avis and Budget rentals to the United Loyalty Program. In the coming months, the partnership will expand with new benefits to travelers. The first is the ability to redeem United miles for rentals with Avis. Two of United's biggest competitors, Delta Airlines and Southwest Airlines, don't offer the ability to redeem miles towards car rentals. American Airlines does offer the ability through a customized portal. And now in news relating to the return to travel. Avis Budget Group has reported an adjusted EBITDA of $1.06 billion, the highest in the company's 75 history. CEO Joe Ferraro said the company had set the figure as a target in 2014, but that the headwinds of COVID has delayed its achievement. Revenues for the third quarter reached $3 billion, doubled the figure for 2020, and 9% above 2019. The CEO said that we're seeing the benefits of initiatives we began in the early days of the pandemic and look to build on this positive momentum as the travel environment continues to normalize. Hertz Global Holdings has also reported a third quarter 2021 revenue of $2.2 billion, with $1.9 billion coming from the Americas. Net income during the quarter was over $600 million versus a loss of over $200 million for the same quarter ending in September 30, 2020. Hertz noted that the continued rebound in leisure travel and tight fleet inventory as factors for its results. The company also is holding its vehicles for a longer period of time, which will drive a lower depreciation expense. MGM Resorts International CEO Bill Hornbuckle said during the company's Q3 earnings call on Wednesday that MGM is in the early stages of a process of selling operations for the Mirage. On the strip, MGM operates the Bellagio, Mandalay Bay, Delano, MGM Grand, and a variety of different hotels. It is slated to begin operating the Cosmopolitan in 2022. In a letter to colleagues, Hornbuckle said that selling the Mirage was the best for the long-term success of the property. Qatar Airways has revamped its corporate rewards program, Beyond Business, for the hopes of enticing larger businesses to join. The airline launched Beyond Business at the starting of 2019 and mainly targeted small and medium business customers. The program has now been expanded to five tiers based on travel spend with Qatar Airways. The basic level Elevate requires no spending commitment and gives companies access to discounted fares and an earning rate of one point redeemable for flights and other rewards per dollar spent. The highest tier, which requires a minimum spend, companies earn points at a higher rate and also gain access to benefits such as priority baggage handling and privileged club tier status for their travelers. The airline continues to rebuild its network and currently covers more than 140 destinations worldwide. And now in some technology news. 
Events Management Solution Aventry has partnered with Clear to offer its Health Pass product for screenings at events. The partnership will join Aventry's event registration and mobile app solution with Clear's Health Pass to help strengthen and enhance health screenings at events. Aventry clients can access Health Pass directly through the Aventry platform starting immediately. FCM is piloting a new travel management platform that it expects to make available to new customers from early 2022. The travel management company, which provided only basic details of the development, said that the end-to-end travel management platform has been developed in response to a rapidly evolving business travel landscape and is for travel managers, bookers, and travelers. It can be customized to ensure the right features and functionality is available to the relevant user and includes a native booking experience for the Americas market and the ability to plug and play other online booking tools. Following a testing phase with existing customers, FCM is now offering demos to prospective clients who will get a realistic expectation of what's to come as it debuts in early next year. The FAA has warned aircraft operators and manufacturers that new generation 5G cell technology could potentially interfere with sensitive aircraft electronics and degrade aircraft safety systems. Operators should be prepared for the possibility that interference from 5G transmitters and other technology can cause certain equipment to malfunction, according to the FAA. A special airworthiness information bulletin issued by the FAA relates to the planned December 5th deployment of 5G wireless broadband networks in a higher frequency range known as the C-band spectrum than has been previously allowed. The new frequency range is closer to the range occupied by current generation broadband technology to the frequencies that aircraft operators use for their radio altimeters, which measure the plane's distance from the ground when flying at altitudes of 2,500 feet and below. And finally, Hawaiian Airlines said that on April 1st, it plans to begin levying a surcharge on U.S. bookings made through the GDS technology, a move that will make it the first U.S. airline to impose a GDS surcharge. The airline said it will remove all intra-Hawaii flights from the GDSs on April 1st for U.S. point of sale. To avoid the surcharge or to book intra-Hawaii flights, U.S. travel advisors will have to book on the airline's approved NDC-enabled channels. Hawaiian Airlines did not reveal the surcharge amount and said travel agencies will have three options for avoiding the surcharge. They can use HA Connect, which is the airline's NDC-enabled Direct Connect solution. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this Business Travel Podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.